message of Christ's love from Mission Bay Community Church. Our scripture is from the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 28, verses 1 through 10. Listen for God's word. After the Sabbath, as the first day of the week was dawning, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to see the tomb. And suddenly there was a great earthquake, for an angel of the Lord, descending from heaven, came and rolled back the stone and sat on it. His appearance was like lightning, and his clothing white as snow. For fear of him, the guards shook and became like dead men. But the angel said to the women, do not be afraid. I know that you are looking for Jesus, who was crucified. He is not here, for he has been raised, as he said. Come, see the place where he lay. Then go quickly and tell his disciples, he has been raised from the dead, and indeed he is going ahead of you to Galilee. There you will see him. it. Oh, yeah, yeah, sorry, sorry, sorry. But the angel said to the woman, this is my message for you. Sorry. I'm a little excited to get on with things. Sorry. This is my message for you. So they left the tomb quickly with fear and great joy and ran to tell his disciples. And suddenly Jesus met them and said, greetings. And they came to him, took hold of his feet and worshiped him. Then Jesus said to them, do not be afraid. Go and tell my brothers to go to Galilee. There they will see me. Let's pray. <laughs> God, it is Easter, and there are a lot of emotions in me and in this room and a lot of excitement. So open our ears that we might hear your word afresh. Calm our hearts that we may hear your good news. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. The angel said to the two women, do not be afraid. This week, the United States, we dropped the mother of all bombs on Afghanistan. This same week, we told the story where the mother of our Lord was standing weeping at the cross. And the angel said, do not be afraid. The news spoke this week of bombings and nuclear tests by North Korea. Arming up, posturing, violence as a show of power. And then we read our story for the week, where the king of kings, who does not accuse, does not fight, run, or plead, he endures torture and shame, nonviolent power. And the angel said, do not be afraid. The news tells a story of death row inmates and the government's drugs, strength of the state. And we tell the story 
of one man who was unjustly accused of treason. He was given a death sentence, and he endured public execution by the state. Strength in the face of injustice. And the angel said, do not be afraid. And tonight, our story starts harmlessly enough, doesn't it? The women were not there expecting anything other than a body. They knew death. They had experienced the gut-wrenching events of the Holy Week firsthand. They rose early and walked and reached the tomb. And suddenly, there was a great earthquake. An angel appears in dazzling lightning splendor. And the angel moves the stone. And the guards appear to be dead. And the angel says, do not be afraid. Who does this angel think he's kidding? If anyone has reason to fear, it's those two women. A person can only take so much. And I wonder how much of that day they were able to take in in the moment. Could they hear anything else that the angel said for the pounding that was in their own heart? It's amazing to me that they didn't fall over just like the soldiers from all the stress. Jesus is not here. He has been risen. Come and see the tomb, says the angel. And then go, he is going ahead of you to Galilee. And something marvelous happened in those women because they went from, trier, from fear and trembling to fear and great joy. They were so excited, or perhaps they had so much nervous energy to get out of their systems, that they ran. They ran. And somewhere along their ultra-marathon 63-plus miles to Galilee, suddenly, Jesus appeared to them. And he repeats the greeting, do not be afraid. And you don't have to repeat that if someone's not afraid, right? <laughs> I'm doing great. Be not afraid. Okay. No, there's a reason we keep having this phrase over and over again. And suddenly, that word's in there a couple of times too, suddenly life changes. Suddenly disaster strikes. Suddenly a new baby is born. Or suddenly it seems as if for some reason we're paralyzed, lifeless and like the dead. And then suddenly our understanding has changed and we're running in the opposite direction to tell our friends about a new thing. Suddenly, the women, we, fall to the ground in joy. Our lives are touched in ways we cannot express, except perhaps with tears and joy, all wrapped in together. And we know that somehow we are changed, we are different and resurrected. That's what we call that. Somehow, suddenly, life is different. Now our resurrection story is complicated and mysterious, and there are numerous ways to understand it, to describe it, and to try to figure it out. But I prefer to quote German theologian Dietrich Bonhoeffer who says, 
Christ did not come into the world so that we might understand him, but that we might cling to him in order to be caught up in the immense events of resurrection. Jesus came not that we might explain away the awe and mysteries of life, but that we might experience the mysteries for ourselves and recognize Christ in those moments when new life springs out of death. God's story of compassion, of light shining in the darkness, did not begin with the birth of Jesus, and it does not end with his death or resurrection. This is not a story of just Jesus and the disciples or the women, or even of God and Jesus and the Spirit. God's story, Jesus' story, our story, is much greater. It's cosmic, and it's a cycle. We experience this cycle as we live it. We experience death, and we experience resurrection. And sometimes those things happen right away, three days, and sometimes it takes three decades. The frustrating part is that something has to give way in order for us to make room for God's newness to come forward. Something has to die in order for the joy-filled, life-giving good news that comes in the morning. And frequently, that good news, that death, happens after the phrase, suddenly. There are plenty of suddenlies to go around. So I wonder if we might take a lesson from these two women. What would happen if the next time that we felt afraid, we leaned into it a little bit? Would we find joy eventually? Would we be able to sit with it at the tomb before running away? What if the next time we are afraid, when we are grieving, when we feel death's pull, when we're truly vulnerable, we made a different choice, a new choice. Because we can respond when we're vulnerable out of our own pain and grief and shame. We can follow the story that leads back into the grave. Or we can be creative and courageous and brave. We can dare to think outside of death's box and imagine the possibilities that the angel proclaims to us. Do not be afraid. Christ is risen. Christ is not here. Go and do a new thing with him. What if that were our path? To worship with joy and to let go of our certainty, to let go of our fear and our grief and trying to be something maybe that we're not to let go of the things that are death or violence, the parts of life, the voices of our life that suggest we've reached a dead end, and instead invite this angel to speak directly to us and to our hearts. Be not afraid. I wonder what would change in my life. I wonder what would change in yours and in ours as a country as a world, as a communion of Christians.
how might we be resurrected? So I want to invite each of us to take a minute to consider something that might be in our hearts, something that causes us to fear or that is weighing us down. And I want you to hold that up for a moment. I want you to let God whisper to you, be not afraid. Christ is risen. I am near. Let's take a moment. Be not afraid. Christ is risen and near. And I want you to imagine sharing your fear with Christ. Now can you take whatever it is that you're carrying and place it into that tomb? Now imagine backing away and turning from the tomb. walking away and you meet Jesus and he says be not afraid and you start to feel joy maybe you're not completely unafraid but you've let that thing go invite you now to say, Alleluia. Alleluia. Christ is risen. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Christ is risen. Be not afraid, because Christ is risen. Alleluia. Now turn to your neighbor and say, be not afraid. I see the smiles are going to stop there. Because <laughs> I see the joy. Will you join me in prayer? God, following you is truly a joy for us. Thank you for walking with us, for taking our burdens. Remind us that we have nothing to fear, for you are with us leading us into wholeness, leading us towards justice and mercy, leading us home to be part, to be part of your world. Help us 
Help us to live into your love and into all that you call us to be. We give you thanks and praise. Alleluia. Amen. For more information about our church and opportunity to give to our ministry, visit our website, missionbaycc.org.